Welcome to Groovy Soup. Groovy. A showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio. And your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden. Welcome to another episode of Groovy Soup, a show all about the artists and bands of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, it's another wonderful tour around the Buckeye State celebrating some 2020 releases with some great bands. Leading things off tonight, it's the Lobber Brothers with their latest single, Spring.
That was Spring by the Labra Brothers. This five-piece band of brothers and friends out of Youngstown just put that track out earlier this year and have also found creative ways to spread the joy of music during these interesting times. Here's more from the Labra Brothers right now. Today, joined by yet another great Ohio band. We got the Labra Bros joining me. The Labra Brothers, but I saw Labra Bros on Instagram, so that's what I was going with. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks for having us. We are excited to have you here. I have every show start off by having our band introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours. Awesome. Well, uh, my name is Christian. I play bass and I sing in the Lobber Brothers. Um, along with two of my brothers, uh, we basically make up the brothers in the band. My older brother, Adrian, and my younger brother, David. Um, I play bass and sing. And uh, my older brother plays guitar and sings. And my younger brother plays saxophone, guitar, and sings. So we... We all sing. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't leave out uh, Danny Spence, our keyboard player, uh, and so like slash producer, recording engineer, whatever you want to call him. And then uh, Matt Hayes is our drummer. So let's focus first on the on the family side of it. How deep is are, are the musical roots in your family? How how far back does music go? Is that a were you guys kind of the trailblazers or what was that? Oh man, it was like uh, growing up. We we just grew up with music like everywhere. Family parties was just totally, totally music focused. Like um, whether it was playing or just everybody singing. Like I don't know if you've been to like you know like a, like a Mexican party, but it's I mean when like people get together, like it's it's people just having a good time. So that's all it was and. We kind of, that's how we started and you know we kind of just like learned songs together as as brothers like my older brother taught me how to play and then we started learning songs together we started singing together and then we started like just branching out obviously like our music tastes got like you know different as we grew up so we just started learning that kind of stuff and um, as far as the family goes like my mom's side and my dad's side is pretty pretty musically inclined like they just love music my dad loves music my grandparents um well my grandpa on my on my dad's side i toured around mexico with his brother in like a mexican folk band really cool yeah i mean i i he's always been a huge inspiration so that's been basically like you know where that started for us Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like in terms of just like uh, you know music in general but yeah, I mean that's that's awesome, and I mean not only you know following in in family's footsteps, being a, a musician yourself, but being able to to still do it with family. What is it like to be in a band with with your brothers and and, and with your family? Oof, it's uh it's great. I mean, we uh we kind of grew up like super competitive, mm-hmm. and so that was almost like part of it when we were younger. Like we kind of each wanted to be like better than. than each other at everything but then that competitiveness kind of went away as we started like playing music together and learning new stuff and so like we're really we're really close I mean obviously to make music with people you have to have some sort of common ground so like we found that in music I would say and um yeah it's been great I mean I wouldn't ask I wouldn't want anything else honestly it's been it's been huge for for me is like you know personal growth like um and for them as well i mean it's been it's been uh, yeah absolutely absolutely great nice 
has does that competitiveness does that ever go into the band at all like not to say like oh i'm competing to be the front man or something like that but like does that kind of still relate and maybe like being able to push your fa- your, your brothers like hey i know you can do this a little bit better or you know let's try this because i know you can 100 percent, yeah it's all constructive criticism you know like uh we always push each other to be better and it's that's one huge thing that's always driven us like we've always kind of treated it as as a business and so you know having that like sense of urgency when it comes to things is like huge to to run a band so i think we learned that through just pushing each other for sure we're talking to the Lobber Bros here. We're specifically talking to Christian here of the Lobber Bros. One piece of what was that? Five members there that you that you mentioned there? Yeah, we got we got five total. Possibly Excellent. possibly six. We're, there's five brothers in the in the family, so there could be room for more. One question I I saw, and this is something kind of fun. I was looking on your Instagram here. Uh, some singing telegrams were going on from from the band there. Tell me about that. That's a cool kind of fun thing to do. Yeah, I think uh, so. Adrian just kind of thought of it. Like he got asked to play at a party. He actually got asked to play one song at a party, and then just one, just one song. Like he was asked to, because you know with everything going on, like right. it's hard to get all people in a, a big group. So he he was asked to just come and serenade uh, his. It was one of his high school friends' moms for like a song that she loved, uh, and he just came and played it. And then in the same day he was asked to play like another thing at another house. So it turned into like a day of him just going around and playing, <laughs> playing a couple songs and then leaving. So um, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Like I actually didn't even know he was doing it until he did it. Yeah. What a cool way to, you know, give at least some form of a live music vibe and at least, you know, make some people uh, smile a little bit there and uh, you know, bring some live tunes to uh to some people there in, in one way or another that was that was really cool let's dive into to the music a little bit let's talk about the two songs that people are gonna uh are gonna hear tonight alternative facts and uh spring there spring uh the latest single released in may 2020 of the uh, of this year let's start there what was it was tell me a little bit about the release uh, of this song it kind of early on in the pandemic times was it leading up to something maybe some shows and stuff to debut it at give me the lowdown behind that song yeah, so Spring uh, came from basically, um, like, I wrote the song, and then we, I kind of brought it to the group, and, you know, we, we all put our spin and, and influence in the song, but it happened, like, oh, I can't remember when exactly it was released, but I knew that it was, like, right around the when the pandemic was, was starting, and, like, right around that time. Spring is just a, it's a song about, like, kind of going through changes and like adjusting to changes so uh like obviously in the name spring without you sort of like kind of like a play on words like spring is supposed to you know um symbol you know be symbolic of you know new beginnings and fresh starts but at the same time like you know having that one lingering thing that's kind of keeping you back you know that's kind of right. how I envisioned the song and, you know, how I wrote it. But it was uh, definitely like um, definitely playing on like new beginnings and, you know, things holding you back. So that was that was the main. Nice. Yeah. Kind of an appropriate time for that to come. I mean, after all of this, I mean, we're all we're all in for a new beginning. It's going to be a whole brand new landscape after when all this is said and done here. But 
Um, so is that just is that the latest single? To, you said latest single to come out from the band. The uh, latest album was where our song, also people heard tonight here, came out. I'm just getting my notes here. Uh, alternative facts from the 2019 album Colder Weather. Uh, tell me a little bit about that song. Tell me about that album too, and uh, maybe a sneak peek if anything's coming next. Sure. Yeah. So that that song is obviously sort of uh it's like politically driven i would say for sure mm-hmm. um yeah adrian adrian kind of came up with those lyrics and it was one of those things where like he came up with the the main guitar riff and then you know obviously the lyrics and then i i wrote the bass part um and it kind of just gelled together we all just it's it's our writing process is super collaborative if anybody has an idea we bring the uh, to the table rather than the whole song being written already so with that song it was like just all all that we had pretty much was like lyrics and the main guitar riff so i mean danny's organ part in that song is probably my favorite part of the whole song Mm -hmm. but um yeah so our writing process is super collaborative and uh, with that song it was kind of uh we kind of wanted to touch all bases of our sound with that album Mm-hmm. So that song was kind of like something a little bit that we haven't done before. So, you know, uh, obviously there is like some some fuel behind the lyrics and, and things like that. But uh, in the album where that fit was basically just trying to show all of the sides of our music, I guess, because it was our very our debut album. So it's kind of like us just having all of these different types of songs and ideas and, you know, uh and you know our previous project which isn't even available anymore was our lava bros ep so we included four songs from that and the rest were just fresh songs and it was a combination of old songs fresh songs and stuff we haven't done before so it was uh it was nice it was like i'm grateful for that experience because it kind of just taught us a lot about you know who we are in, in terms of like versatility in our music more from the Lobber Brothers next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Another one ready to go from the Lobber Brothers. This one's called Alternative Facts.
That was Alternative Facts by the Lobber Brothers. We got lots more from our interview with the band right now. Why is music uh, such an effective way to get out, you know, messages? You know, you said there's some fuel behind the lyrics in that song. Why do you think music is such a good way to be able to convey and, and express those messages? Music to its core is just, it's, 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 it's almost like trying to put into words what you want to say, but with the music and the lyrics, I mean, it's, it's the best way to accomplish that. I, I think, I mean, no, I mean, besides like, besides art, which I, you know, I love as well. It's like the most honest form of expression. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having that, the, something that is just, it's, you know, making you feel exactly how you feel and trying to express that always you know it's the trick the trick of uh you know writing a song i guess for for me at least um but you know i would say that it's people relate to it i mean you can you can feel the energy behind the lyrics and yeah not only the lyrics you can feel the energy behind the instruments and behind the the whole production of the song as well and i think that's a a key part of why it's so effective as a way of, of conveying especially things that are sometimes hard to you know especially talk about or kind of maybe hard to digest all at once it kind of breaks it down in a way that you can kind of see things just from a perspective and when you really break down a lot of great music there's a lot of you know really important and really great messages behind it that uh you might not you might not be seeing unless you and then it just makes you think, you know, and also gives you that time to kind of reflect and, and think about what was being said and, 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 you know, what's going on out there. But um, yeah, I mean, anybody can just say anything, but like, you know, you put your heart and your sleeve into a song. It's like, or when I listen it. to a song and I think about somebody that, you know, they, they, you know, this is, this is exactly how they feel. Like, exactly. That's real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, and, and that just shows and just highlights not only in terms of effectiveness, but just, you know, the power and impact music has. I mean, like you said, it's just raw human emotion and, and messages at the same time. But, um, yeah, no, it's just uh, it just is incredible. You know, the power of music. and just going back earlier into our conversation too. you know, just how big of an impact being able to play music for someone for their birthday or just for a random thing, like how important that is uh, as well. We're talking to Christian here. <clears throat> Sorry, my uh, gonna clear my throat there. Uh, of the of the uh, Lobber Brothers here. Um, so what's next? What the the single came out in May. Obviously, life's probably still been crazy. But uh, what have what have you guys been been up to lately? What is there anything that you guys have have you been able to go out I, um, go out and perform at all? Have you done been able to do any form, sort of performance? We played. Uh, we played at um at firestone farms in columbia ohio uh and that was the last time we played like a show so it was really wide open i mean outside venue obviously um so that was the last time and that was probably like two and a half months ago so i'm feeling it like i'm just itching to play again and uh during this whole pandemic you know our, our one goal was to just write and record so that's what we've been doing um a few songs in the works that we have finished that we want to you know get released now uh haven't announced anything yet but super excited to do that um and we have 
more in the works that we're just trying to put into projects. You know, we have a couple of different, couple of different projects we're working on, but. And if I, I saw correctly as well, uh, if people are looking for the live sound from you guys, you got a live sessions that were released. What was that? The end of August I saw as well. People can go check that out. Yeah. hundred percent. It was like, um, that was really special to us because we kind of like put that whole thing on, you know, by ourselves and, you know, we took pride in, in, you know, how it came out. I mean, uh, you know, just getting the live set down to a T to where we thought, you know, we we're comfortable playing it and recording it with <laughs> video and audio. I mean, that was like, that was a lot of us just like really trying to perfect our, you know, live set. But I mean, still like just a huge uh a huge opportunity for growth so you know we we put that whole thing on by ourselves and we were like pretty proud of it i'm i'm just going through and i, I mean the the little teaser trailer on instagram is great i'm definitely excited to, to dive into the rest of it but to know that uh you, you guys did that all on yourselves i mean uh hats off to you that's that's a a really great accomplishment it looks great the set looks great the the, the little like i said the video there looks great i mean Everyone's rocking some cool style as well. Looks like a, a, a great time and at least something, you know, to give people some form of uh, live music to, to listen to. One thing also, and I, I meant to get to this earlier, but Youngstown, Ohio, I know some of my some of my favorite people are from Youngstown, Ohio. Tell me a little bit about playing music in, and, and being in Youngstown. Um, yeah, I, my some of my, my dearest friends from college are from there. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you know, we love Youngstown. It's like one of those things where, you know, it, the people are, are great from our experience. Like we, the inside the music community, I mean, there are a ton of, ton of, so, so just like overwhelmed with talent, you know, um, the area in itself, like, you know, we grew up there and, you know, we just grew up playing music around with people and, you know, it's, it's home for us, you know, mm-hmm. um, the music scene is great. I mean, there are tons of different bands that, you know, we love to go see and listen to on the regular. So, you know, we're, uh, that's, that's where we, it's where we hang our hats, I guess. A lot more going on in Youngstown than, uh, than people might think it sounds like. For sure. I mean, you got some great venues like Westside Bowl and, you know, they've done so much, especially with the pandemic going on. Um, they've, you know, Nate is just great dude. I love that guy. I mean, finding a way to make the best out of the, to the situation. I mean, it's just what he does and he takes pride in it. It's, it's beautiful to see, but. Yeah, that's awesome to hear. That's, I mean, the venues out there, you know, as much as it hurts the artists too, you know, but man, those venues out there bless them as well with how much, with dealing with everything and, trying to be as creative as they can for for stuff here but uh christian couple more questions for you here what's the best place for people to go to stay up to date with all things uh you guys where should they go to make sure they can hear the latest labra bros music and, and, and all and see the live sessions and all that stuff well if you happen to be on instagram we have an instagram at labra bros music um that's where you'll kind of just get the updates we have Twitter um, at, uh, well, the Lava Brothers. Um, our website, www.thelobberbrothers.com. Uh, you can definitely find, like, all of our shows there. Uh, you can find out, you know, through our email list. If you want to subscribe to that, we have a ton of stuff coming out. 
that we're definitely going to be pushing through there. Um, but yeah, those are primarily, you know, where you can find us. Lobber bros on Instagram. Seems like Instagram is the place to be for, for all things band stuff. But Christian, my last question for you here is the name of the show is Groovy Soup. I ask you now, what is your favorite type of soup? Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Favorite type of soup? I would probably go with like, oh, man, like, like, a. Oh, there's so many different kinds. Like yeah. Broccoli yeah. cheddar. You can't yeah. go wrong yeah. with the broccoli cheddar. Broccoli cheddar is a, is a, is a popular answer because it, it is delicious. It's it is it's a very very good soup. Fantastic. What's your favorite soup? Chicken noodle soup, man. I'm I'm I know it's simple. It's the classic, but I mean when when it's done well, hard to beat. I think, but you know that's just me. Have you tried menudo? No. What's that? Menudo is a it's a, it's a Mexican soup, and it's like really rich and brothy. Oh, see, that's what I'm looking for. It's like a it's like a red broth. You put lime. You put some hot sauce in it you have lettuce you have uh you have radishes like Man. i'll send you i'll send you a link yeah on where to find it that's my that would have to change my answer that's my favorite soup menudo 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 yeah yeah oh man you got it i urge you to try it I mean, it's, winter's right around the corner. It's soup time. You know, fall's here. It's time to be making, making some soups here. But uh, Christian of the Lobra Brothers, uh, Instagram, the Lobra Bros. Just You could probably just search the Lobra Brothers on Google and probably get taken anywhere. As always, uh, go out, stream, support. But Christian, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Up next, more new jams. Keep it here. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back into Groovy Soup. Paul Holden back with you all here tonight. Next up, we have a band with a new album out titled This Is Not a Disco. It's trying, and here's a track from that album called Paint the Walls Yellow. You told me when we first met that yellow was your Six months And then found out it was poison That I could only see The pinks and greens
Is yellow is your favorite, yellow is what you will get I've been trying to make change in the little things So let's do it Let's paint the walls yellow, paint the whole house yellow Paint the walls yellow, paint the walls yellow Paint the walls yellow, paint the whole house I am a bright, bright yellow and warm Yellow is favorite, yellow is you will get I've been trying to make change In the little things So let's do it Paint the walls yellow, paint the whole house yellow Paint the walls yellow, paint the walls yellow Paint the walls yellow, paint the whole house I am a bright, bright yellow and That was Paint the Walls Yellow by Trying, and that one's off the 2020 album from the band, This Is Not a Disco. This Columbus crew has been working on being creative, and I had a great conversation with these guys about glockenspiels, toys, and noise. Check it out. And we are joined by yet another great Ohio group. We have the band Trying on today. Guys, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having us, Paul. Yeah, thank you. We are happy to have you. I have every show start off by having our band introduce themselves and telling us a little bit about what they do. So the floor is yours. Well, I'm Cameron. I uh, write the songs and I sing, I think, all of them. Yeah. And I, I, I'm here with uh, Brady. What's up? And we trade off live guitar and bass. Uh, yeah. And then when we're recording things, it's kind of a free-for-all. Yeah. Uh, so we're whipping out all sorts of stuff, glockenspiels, drums, you know, we play whatever Yeah. Whatever it is needed at the moment. Brady's got lots of weird electronic pedals and toys and noise. Yeah. Toys and noise. Glockenspiels, toys and noise. Sounds like maybe a band name or something there. But <laughs> it's, um, it'll be our bio. There you go. Uh, speaking of bios, you can find the link to the new Trying album, the album from July. This is not a disco available everywhere now. Let's start there. New album, always new and exciting. What was it like to put this album out specifically and maybe compared to other releases in the past? Or what was this experience like? Mm, uh, obviously different given the time. Mm -hmm. uh, so this is a COVID recording. So stuff happened during COVID times. No. I was, I was ah. going to say, it's a little different because <laughs> this was in the works for a long, long time. And COVID really only came in once we were actually putting the plan into action, which was kind of funny how that worked out. Yeah, we we had it like all but scheduled for release, like album was all done and everything. We had a release show tentatively booked and then uh, scrapped all that, uh, <laughs> held off a few months just to try and sort out what was going on and eventually put it out. Yeah. But uh, it's our second album. So the first one was like a really long time. I tend to write songs and like sit on them for a while and like really tinker and be like, guys, what about, what do you think if we uh, took this? Uh, you know, I'd like to really try this and be like, it's done. Like, just go already. Like, and I'm like, oh, I think there's more songs here. Uh, so this one was probably for a lot of bands, like a slow process because we started it before the last one came out even. But 
for us, I think it was a little quicker. Maybe, uh, yeah, it was cool though to have kind of that second album and then have a bit of that wind up where you know a little bit of what you want to do. So like looking at our first album, it was maybe a little bit, uh, we did a lot of different sounds and things. Like we had violin and we had glockenspiels, toys and noise. Uh, to then kind of concentrating that like, oh, it'd be really fun if uh, I had a 12 string guitar that I'd started using. And like, oh, I want to try and use that a lot more. And we actually yeah. got a clarinet player in the band. Yeah. Uh, so this was our first album with Laura Lenhart who plays clarinet glockenspiel and sings live and also on the recordings uh yeah yeah man, man there's a lot there 12 strings of guitar i want to talk about that but one of the things i want to talk about too is so with things like the glockenspiel electric pedals and the clarinet the one instrument i actually spent a little bit of time learning in my life i can do two drum beats now too i like to brag about that too uh but uh how do you incorporate those sounds, those instruments into that traditional lead singer, guitar, bass, drum band? How do you take those sounds? Is it just you have an idea for it or you heard it in the past and you're like, let's just at least try it? How do you incorporate those sounds? I think for me, a lot of it was that I noticed my favorite songs or some of my favorite songs were not just the acoustic ones, uh, or like the experimental one but it would be the one where they bring in strings or they bring in a glockenspiel or an orchestra or something something different going on and i also was a really big fan of live sessions and i think brady yeah. and the rest of the band has all talked about this with me like uh i don't actually know how to say it it's french but la blog attack or like mahogany sessions or nervous energies pink count sessions were some of the ones that I was watching when I was in like, I don't know, high school and middle school. And a lot of those, they bring out like interesting instrumentation, but they're still playing the same songs. And to me, it just gave a lot of different character. Uh, but I think there are some things I probably look towards when I'm working on arrangements or encouraging other people in directions. Like I'm a big fan of 80s underground, like new wave, post-punk-ish things. And there's a lot of synth parts going on in those. And I think you can get kind of similar sounds with uh, strings or like woodwinds, clarinet, violin. Uh, so maybe a little bit of it is looking towards that. But then obviously we like to try and get a little bit creative. Like a synth can get kind of wacky and noisy and it's fun to try and encourage Laura, our clarinet player, to do something wild with that. Yeah, I like the wild clarinet parts. It sounds really really good it's somehow so engaging like while being noisy yeah uh we have this one song off the new album i just can't feel the rhythm and there's kind of like a free jazz section in the middle of it sort of which makes a little bit more sense in terms of like a woodwind or a horn doing something yeah. then she has some really great like just little one or two note lines which just like really breaks up uh the clarinet in a way that you're not used to hearing like an orchestra instrument it's just really cool i think you can be very expressive with it and it's nice to kind of lean into that aspect of the fact that it's a physical, like acoustic, more or less instrument versus uh, something like a synthesizer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love that idea of, of, of challenging your clarinet player to, to do something cool, because that's how you're going to get that unique, exciting sound. And I love obviously jazz is, is a whole different category, but I love seeing classical instruments, you know, at least when you when you think of the clarinet, you think, of, or at least for me, you think of the concert hall, you think of the, the tuxedos, you think of that. But to see it jamming out, you know, in a jazz setting or alongside, you know, a synthesizer or something like that, that people can find. I love that idea. I think it's super cool. And I think that's how you can find some really, really great sound. Yeah, it's definitely fun as well now to 
have people like come up after a show or something that we've never met and like, oh, that reminds me of this one artist who also uses like clarinet or uh, like, oh, there's this one song you should check out and, you know, we'll get turned on to stuff that way. Or if I ever hear like I'm reading about an album, it's like, oh, this song features a uh, clarinet or this one has bassoon or something. I'm like, all right, let's like dig in now. Let's see what yeah. you guys are doing. <laughs> That's super cool. We're talking to the band trying here, trying specifically. It's just I think it's easier to say the band trying. That kind of flows a little bit more there for at least for for, for me. But uh, speaking of, in the spirit of the new album, you guys were uh, I believe, if I'm going uh, correct here, uh, we're able to get out and play some shows finally. A little bit of some album release stuff, some socially distanced uh, outdoor show. What was it like to get out and play again? Uh, super fun. It was definitely not like a normal show. Yeah. So obviously we'd said a little bit ago uh, that the album was set to come out around the time that the pandemic was kind of in its heat. So we kind of postponed things to fill it out, see what was going on. Eventually we put it out and then we decided a little bit later to try and do these shows. Basically we decided to meet up with groups of less than 10 people, including ourselves in undisclosed, but like public enough outdoor locations, uh, so essentially they were mini shows with about six guests each at different parks around Columbus for the most part. Uh, yeah, they were really cool. And we actually did some like live session type videos from them with her friend, Michael Robinall. So we'll be releasing those at some point throughout the next few months, probably one by one. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. It, I'm a big fan of like playing in different locations and changing arrangements. So it's nice to take the songs and simplify them down to acoustic things, like a smaller drum kit and also to be playing, uh, like one of the shows was on a basketball court because our drummer is a big Hoops fan. Big fan. Wake, Hoops yeah. All-Star. Oh yeah. <laughs> Making a rain buckets, dude, uh, all day. More from Trying next here on Groovy Soup. Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. Paul Holden back with one more song tonight. It's from Trying, and this song's called This Is Not a Disco Part 2. I spent last year in cemetery. The afternoons, but you cried and I cried. Oh, stop, stop hating yourself. You only make it hurt more. What if we could bury everything? What would it be today or the past? The thing that's haunting you. Raise your shovels, burn your wounds, turn your heads, turn out. Not disco, still can't lose that rhythm. This is not disco, don't you lose that rhythm? To dance and sing, there's no more haunting anything. Taking your meds, I say, try to be happy. I regret it immediately. 
just forget the dramas I can't just write your wrongs It's time to say that I'm your savior But there are no heroes here Trust me, I've asked No heroes, no heroes, no heroes, no heroes, no heroes There's no heroes around here We should have moved to someplace nicer This is not disco Still can't lose that rhythm This is not disco Don't you lose that rhythm This is not a disco But you are loved We can dance and sing That was This Is Not A Disco Part 2 by trying off the album, This Is Not A Disco. And we have lots more left to talk about with the band, so let's dive in. I I think that's a, a really cool idea. And I'm glad, you know, people with everything going on, I'm glad at least you guys are able to get out and, and bring some music to small groups, anybody, just to at least give give something, especially in, in terms of music. It's important, and it's really cool cool that you were able to do that. What goes through your mind for a six-person show? Like, I mean, it seems like it's that weird, uh, kind of a weird gray area where obviously taking everything else aside, but you're used to probably playing for the a bigger crowd or at least a bar crowd where there's a hand, you know good amount of people. You, you've gone through the ringer of the showing up for the open mics at the random times when no one's really there. But six people, that's kind of hitting a sweet spot where it's like there's enough people here. And obviously they came out to see what you, you know, your music in general too. But it's just, what goes through your mind for like a set number like that? That just seems interesting to me. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of an interesting concept at first. I mean, I feel like if, if we were going to do a live event, we would have to do it safely. And I think Cameron was the one who originally was like, well, why don't we just follow the guidelines of having less than 10 people? And we were like, that's absurd. But then, <laughs> but then once we were like, no, you know what? Like this is a like, relatively safe way to have a live music event that you know we've all been dying to do. Like you hate to put out an album that you worked a long time on and are really excited about and not go out and play those songs. Right. So yeah, it was, it was definitely worth doing. It was definitely worth doing. I mean, I'd do it to one person. I would do it to nobody. Like it's it's nice just to play live music, but at the same time, um, getting to make that like sort of little event and to see a few of our close friends, um, while and get to show them like what we've been working on, it was definitely worth it. Yeah, very intimate. Yeah, very intimate. Yeah. Uh... And it was kind of funny. I mentioned we did one on a basketball court for our drummer Zane. So like each of the members, excluding me, got to choose their set list and their location. So it was like you were coming to Brady's show or Laura's show or Zane's show. So I think that was kind of a fun extra thing for people to then see uh, kind of that angle of what someone might have chosen from the band, a little bit of personality behind the show. That's a really cool idea like how you were doing that. I mean, and, and I, I thought the basketball joke uh, thing was just kind of a little more tongue in cheek. Like you're like, Oh, this is a good location, basketball court doubling, but to have it set up. So it's 
each band member's night. I think that is a really cool idea. And I don't know, maybe something that would be cool to explore when, when shows are there. Cause I think you're right. Being able to take a look at, you know, the classic question of, Oh, what do the artists I like? What do they listen to? But on the flip side, what do they like performing out of their set list? I think that's a really, really, especially for each different piece of the band. I really, really like that idea. And I, I that was, that, I'm excited to see the video stuff from it. Cause that sounds really, really cool. I'm glad you, you, you guys were able to do that too. Uh, we're talking to trying here, the uh, new album, that is available for you to all. I keep closing this. Why do I keep closing my notes? I don't know why I'm doing this. But the new album by trying, this is not a disco, available on streaming services. Also, uh, I saw something, and I wanted to ask about this because a lot of bands do this. Also was available on tape. Is tape back? Like, I mean, my roommate has a huge tape collection. I see every single band I feel like does a tape release. I guess I got to get back on the tape game. When, like tapes, I mean, the, the tapes look cool one uh i uh but uh when you know tell me about the tapes tapes are back <laughs> tapes are for sure back <laughs> oh man it, they're so easy to make um yeah they're easy to do yourself uh they're relatively inexpensive and i think that it's a fun way to have a merch item that is your music that other people can can like purchase because i feel like a lot of people that buy merch at shows are doing so because they want to support the band mm -hmm. and i think that cassettes are the perfect balance between something cool like you can actually listen to our music on this and like just a little like memento like thing tangible thing to hold on to that you can sell for like four or five bucks yeah, I think that, yeah, especially because you got it right. I mean, you get a little, especially most of them have cool artwork on the outside. Perfect thing to just put on the desk or something to just you have to be like, hey, yeah, I can throw this in and jam to it or I can just look at it. And it's really, really cool, too. I was just thinking about that. That's what uh, brought to mind. But speaking of the the new album again, uh, you sent the title track of the album and we also have Paint the Walls Yellow. And this is not a disco part two is what you sent me. Why those songs? Why did you guys choose those to uh, show off to the Groovy Soup audience tonight? Well, to be fair, I surveyed the band group chat, which is how we made the decision. I did give them a somewhat limited range, but uh, <laughs> I think there's been a consensus that <laughs> this is not a disco part two is like the one. That's if you just show one. one song. That's you know, the like, one. For me, that's, it might be my favorite song I've written. I feel like it just really sums up like everything I wanted to say with the album. Like, it's a little bit of not having the right words, but getting like as close as you can. It's also like a really fun song musically, I think. And it shows off uh, our instruments really well. It kind of starts with like just the drums and the bass kind of builds on it. And then like the guitar kicks in and then you get some of the like 12 string guitar and the clarinet hopping on top of it. Glockenspiel eventually hops in there. Yeah, I think it does really well in that sense, but also like the lyrics are just, if I could only say one song in place of the album, like that's the one I want people to hear. Uh, yeah. Paint the Walls Yellow is another like upbeat one. So I think that's a good one to show people. And it's a little, a little fuzzier around the edges, a little noisier maybe. Uh, but... Yeah, it is a little noisier, but the energy is there. And I think that it also um, in and of itself is kind of a good summation of the themes within the album. Yeah, so it's Paint the Walls Yellow. And if you haven't seen the cover of uh, our album, This Is Not A Disco, it's all yellow. And we also did two EPs before it that featured some of the songs from the album, which also had covers that were all yellow, all yellow. Uh, so Paint the Walls Yellow is where those yellow covers came from. Uh, 
just kind of like a little theme that we picked up on. I have yellow paintings in my room uh, and that's what we use for the art and just kind of this theme of like a comfort thing. You know, that's the idea of the song. It eventually gets to like painting the walls yellow is what's going to make you feel good. Like let's paint the walls yellow today. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm just scrolling through uh, trying to check the, the other album uh, artwork, but yeah, it's a great cover and it's, it just got a classic album art look to it. It just, you know, when I, when I, when I was looking at the picture on Instagram, I just imagined like we were talking about, you know, the little case around it, like a CD is definitely in there. Uh, we're talking to the band trying here. A couple more questions, uh, for the band here. So what's next? Where, where do you go from here? Just hopefully being able to get out and perform when you can or what, what's next? I think trying world tour 2030. Yeah, there you go. World. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to Disney world. Uh, The lines are probably short right now, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Maybe shows in a distant future. Uh, Brady and I live together and we also have a basement with like soundproofing and a drum kit and two other musicians in the house and lots of rock and spiels, toys and noise. Yeah, toys and noise. Lots (laughs) Lots of of instruments flying around. Oh yeah. So we've been making lots of uh, new songs and we're definitely on the brink of an- another album. Uh, we figured it'd be a slower process, but you know, you just start rolling and all of a sudden you're going really fast. So maybe around the time that uh, we all get to go back in public and see all our friends again, really, it will be a little celebration thing. But yeah, working on lots of new songs. Uh, Brady's got these pocket operator drum machines that yeah. sound really cool. Oh yeah. I got a 12-string acoustic guitar, so you can expect to hear those guys. Uh, what else have we been up to? We've been taking walks. You gotta take your walks. You might uh, hear that that the mood of taking walks in some new music. Uh, I mean, I'm into right. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> might make it into a lyric or two. We have a garden now as well. Through some tomatoes this year, so that might be right next to walking. Brady's laughing because he knows the songs know the that song. I'm referencing, yeah. but also uh, to get you to same thing as everybody else. You know, it's like. Right. Even if you don't want to write about quarantine or COVID or it's impossible not to. I mean we're all doing different things in our life because of it, so I feel like it'll be really fun to hear everybody's music and see uh like the little bits of how that ties in. Uh obviously there'll be an extent of not wanting to hear everybody's like quarantine theme song, but seeing the little bits of it sinking in there where you hear a few more lines about like isolation or like I said, you know, I guess I take walks already as it is, but been taking walks a lot more and I got to spend a lot more time with my garden this year because yeah. of the pandemic. So it, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else to expect. Uh, simpler songs, maybe lots of short yeah, songs. Short songs. Yeah. Nice. I like that a lot for short songs. Uh, shows are going to be nuts when they get back. Yeah. Shows will be nuts. Shows <laughs> it'll be very nuts. interesting. Uh, at the same time, I don't know, maybe it'll take like a while before people really feel comfortable with like, do you think that's going to be the case? I, I I have a feeling like once it's, you know, like actually like they're like all clear, everyone's kind of all on board given the all clear. I feel like a lot of people are going to flock back. I mean, music especially. Yeah, I feel like it's that all on board thing, you know? Like I yeah. think there's going to be like a gray area time where yeah. either if you're a smaller venue who has, you're not holding a thousand people in the first place, maybe it's a year. Or if you're a huge venue with lots of money and resources and infrastructure, it's easier to do like a half size spaced out, whatever. So I don't know. I yeah. really don't know. But who does? I feel like we'll see some different things starting to come back first, maybe like intimate experiences, outdoor shows, whatever. I yeah, know. I think that that's going to be in 
like what we're going to see more of in that gray area. And I think that that gray area is going to go on for a little longer than we all want it to. Maybe we'll yeah. all get our vaccinated card at some point and we'll have to scan it to get into the show. Oh. With your ID. Even more dystopian. There we go. <laughs> Going back to one of the things, where do you get all this stuff? Where do you get a 12? I mean, I, I know music stores, but to have a basement full of glockenspiels and 12 string guitars and pocket drum sets and, and all these things, how do you end up? I mean, how do you end up tracking all this stuff down? You get really into weird gear. <laughs> you look at pedal demos on YouTube for six hours straight, and then you just get sucked into it. And you're like, it's all about the gear, man. It's all about the gear. <laughs> you have four people in the house, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's a really cool guitar pedal you have there. I didn't know I needed one of those yet. <laughs> yeah. Or you just split it between four people. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, We've all been playing music for like a long time. So yeah. We've had little things. And you know, one year time. you're like, hey, mom, would you get me this light blue glockenspiel with hearts on it for Christmas? And she's like, that's what you want. Sure, I'll get you that. <laughs> little does she know. It's still being used. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know. You hear it in songs. You hear things that people are doing or you imagine what could sound like really cool and you try and chase down what might do it find that little light blue glockenspiel with the hearts if you look around you'll see it in a lot of videos going back that's the one <laughs> that's the one that's the that's the one it's all about the gear all about the glockenspiel noise and toy toys and noise that's i think how the, how we had it there but two more questions for you uh trying here uh thank you both brady and cameron for your for your time as well uh what's the best place for people to go to stay up to date with all things trying where should they go so they can uh, know uh when to find that video anything uh, that you guys are up to um the best place to look would probably be our instagram or our facebook page those Cameron keeps updated pretty regularly with anything that's uh, like really newsworthy, noteworthy. Um, yeah, I'd say for the, all of our music will be on Bandcamp like as soon as we have it, but for the more like minute details and day-to-day -day comings and goings of trying, I'd check our Instagram, yeah, band if you, trying. If you want to see close-up photos of all of us on a semi-regular basis, I'd go to Instagram. Yeah. Uh, the band trying there on Instagram, all one word spelled exactly how you think. Uh, my last question for you both here. The name of the show is groovy soup. I ask you now, what is your favorite type of soup? Oh, easy vegetable, vegetable. Wow. Not even a hesitation. Vegetable soup. Bam. Vegetable soup. Classic. So good. No peas though. I'm allergic. No peas. Vegetable soup minus the peas Yep. for Brady here. Cameron's thinking. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'm really stumped here thinking of favorite soup. Tomato uh, soup is also good. Clap. I'm, I'm leaning towards the veggie soup type thing, but I, I like soups when they have a lot of stuff in them. And then it starts to border on like, is this just veggie chili? I've allowed, I've allowed chili. I've allowed melted ice cream and cereal. So the rules are pretty. Okay. Wow. Oh, vegetarian well, chili. Yeah. I'm going to tell you Brady's mom, shout out Mrs. Costigan. She makes the best <laughs> Veggie chili. Oh, is it vegan chili actually, right? It's vegan, yeah. But I mean, it's it doesn't matter. It's great chili regardless oh, of the cause. Amazing. And you can make it real spicy if you want. She usually makes it a little spicy. But yeah. yeah, many times we've gone, he's from Akron. So if we play in the Akron, Kent area, yeah. uh, Kent State, University of Akron around there, we'll stay at his mom's or whenever we have an excuse to go up there. Yeah. 
she knows we love it she'll treat us it's chili time oh yeah it's great it's great oh man that's awesome see you know i get the i'm a classic it's not very exciting i love chicken noodle soup i just think it's so good i mean it's just a classic i mean i think Soups are great, but the classic soups are always just, I think, the best. You know, tomato soup is another one, but like chicken noodle, especially when done well, uh, that's my go-to. But trying, thank you all for your time. Don't forget to check out trying uh, all all around the internet. But, of course, head on over to Bandcamp. Support them there. Drop them a little bit of that sweet album purchasing there that you can do there. This is not a disco available on streaming services. Thank you both for your time. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Soup that's going to do it for this episode of groovy soup big time thanks to the lobber brothers and trying for joining the show tonight be sure to follow along with the bands on their social media pages and if you or your band is interested in the show email me at pholden at wxtq.com that's p-h-o-l-d-e-n at wxtq.com check out every episode of groovy soup online on your favorite streaming service and until next week i'm paul holden signing off